This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. It is 7.35 in the morning, 21st February 2019. I'm Ku Chuang, joined by Sharon Abdullah and Joyce Ko. Now, a bit of a clarification on the earlier statement that I made about the uh, the new launch of the Samsung phones. The foldable phone is actually the Galaxy Fold, and that's a different model launch to the Samsung S10, which is the existing um, conventional offering, which is just upgraded to the latest uh, uh, geekworthy software. Now, also uh, after the eight o'clock news, we'll be talking to Julian Ng. We'll be talking to Tony Poa. Now, he's the political secretary in the Ministry of Finance. They will be discussing a whole range of topics, including uh, the B40 uh, health insurance schemes, the My Salam, a bit of an update on the uh, finance ministry's uh, mov- movements, as well as uh, whatever reform measures that DAP have been undergoing. Now, earlier this week, gentlemen and lady, the Wall Street Journal wrote that Apple seems to be gearing up for life after the iPhone based on recent leadership changes they have made. Segments and divisions like services AI, hardware and retail look to be given more love as Apple tries to reduce its reliance on iPhones for their revenue. Now these changes can be traced back to last year and have included high-profile hires, noteworthy departures, meaningful promotions and consequential restructurings. According to the journal sources, these changes have apparently rattled employees because some of the projects that have been put on hold include things like... um, uh, trimming 200 staffers from autonomous uh, vehicle projects, pushing out top Siri uh, Vice President Bill Stanslaw, replacing departing retail chief Angela Ahrens, and I think she was formerly a bit of a legend at Burberry, and promoting AI chief John Ganandra to the executive team. So you can see from these developments that this is the direction that uh, Apple has taken. Yes, so I think this trend is also in line with what you mentioned, what we discussed earlier with regards to Samsung, how things That's are right. plateauing, mm-hmm. right? So iPhone, and people are buying less of it. I think, uh, I think apparently there's certain people are instead going for replacement batteries instead of buying new iPhones and the price of iPhones has not gone down yeah don't blame people for not replacing their phones it's so expensive to buy a new iPhone and you know even Samsung is saying it's about 2,000 the new one that's coming on stream is 2,000 US dollars for one phone that's That's a lot of money so to get more insights on this we have in the line Daniel Ives the Managing Director of Equity Research for Wedbush Securities Daniel welcome to BFM what does this leadership shake up say about Apple's future Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of transition going on in Cupertino. I mean, in our opinion, it's probably the darkest chapter that Apple's seen in the modern iPhone era in terms of sluggishness that you're seeing, you know, not just in China, but worldwide. And, you know, I think this come is going through just a major uh, shift. And, I, you know, I think for the first time, you know, growth definitely looks extremely challenged. Uh, Daniel, you mentioned about Shift earlier. What segment or division is gaining more prominence in the firm? I mean, look, as much as they don't want to rely on the iPhone going forward, it's the vast majority of revenues and the vast majority of profits generating, you know, combined $60 billion a year, right, of free cash flow. <clears throat> Services is going to be the focus going forward in terms of, you, know, you have a install base of 1.4 billion active devices. You want to sell more into that. So I think services is going to be key going forward. And I think that's something where you're going to see the streaming video content service released later this year. They start to compete with the likes of Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon trying to monetize their install base. Well, Daniel, as you said, you know, Apple is looking to jumpstart their content creation division. How can it compete with the likes of Netflix and Disney, though? I think right now they can. I mean, they're playing from behind the eight ball. 
And in our opinion, even though they have been shy about M&A, because they've never done a deal more than $3 billion with Beats going back to 2014, we believe this is the year they're going to have to significantly acquire content. We believe a major Hollywood studio, nor potentially the likes of a Netflix, is what they're going to have to go after, $250 billion of cash you know, and dry powder. That's the only way. They're going to build this. But right now, the emperor doesn't have any clothes in terms of from a content perspective. So they're going to have to aggressively acquire on content to really compete. Well, talking about, about uh, acquiring, Daniel, um, the market chatter, especially from JP Morgan analysts, have it that um, to jumpstart their ambitions, they should buy Netflix. What do you reckon? $300 billion of cash is a lot of money. I mean, look, I think if we look back the last, five, seven years, you know, I think the biggest strategic mistake that Apple and, and Cook have made was not buying Netflix. Because, you know, even though we could say, it was, you know, it, there was a time they could have done it for $100 billion, but, but but even today, they need to monetize their install base. And in, the, in this streaming war, they're well behind spending a billion on content. Netflix is spending eight billion a year. And that's why right now their backs against the wall on content. And they are gonna have to acquire and, and when you look at the shake up, because it's more focused on services, but they've really underinvested and been way to the game on smart speaker, right? Amazon look at Echo. The automobile project Titan they've had a layoff significantly. And even artificial intelligence, they're well behind the likes of a Google or some of the other U.S. or Chinese AI players. So right now, I mean, they're, they're going to have to significantly invest in content to really grow the services business. All right. Thanks so much. And Daniel, that was Daniel Lives on Redbush Securities. Same kind of like Nick, the surname as head of design, Jonathan Ive, or Sir Jonathan Ive to us, you and me. Um, he's, he's got a point. I mean, Netflix right now is worth $157 billion U.S. dollars, mm. just shy of Disney's $180-odd billion market cap. At one point last year, the most valuable media company. Um, Apple should have bought them last year as or two years ago, as he says, right? Just to jumpstart the game. Yeah, so they they did attempt to buy. I think uh, I mean a few. They they have been involved with the content business, for example, iTunes and also Beats, if I'm not mistaken, just to be sort of in line with the whole music. But uh, that didn't sort of kick off. But at the same time, I mean, content is just the comp- the competition. The number of providers out there, they they are quite mature and they're quite established. Absolutely, mm-hmm. look right? at Hulu, look at Amazon. So they they've missed the boat on that one, really. So it's just a matter, you know, just like how, uh, uh, sorry, uh, not Tim Cook. My goodness. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. How did I forget that name? Uh, Gone so but not forgotten. Yeah, so Steve Jobs was, was, was innovative, right? And he came up with revolutionary. So what's next for Apple? Yeah. Content yeah. is not revolutionary. So, but, you know, it looks like Apple definitely needs to reinvent itself. I mean, it was once the disruptor, but it looks like they're being disrupted in a way. So they have to look at how to evolve. They cannot stay just still. If not, they'll lose out in the game. Okay. Well, we're going to come back in a couple more, more minutes with more corporate news. So stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.